Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you agree that it's easy to give thanks and praise to God when everything's good? When things are going your way, when life is filled with good cheer, do you find it easy to give thanks to God? But would you agree that life is not always a bed of roses? There are times when our lives get surrounded by darkness and sorrow. And there are moments when praising God seems far from our hearts. How can we praise God when life seems to have lost all its goodness? When the road ahead is rough, do you still find time to give thanks to God? Would you agree with me that life can be challenging at times? And in those difficult moments, thanking and praising God can seem like a hollow gesture. St. Peter the Apostle wrote a letter of encouragement to Christians who are going through hard times. This reading this morning from Peter can help suffering Christians and all Christians today to keep praising God no matter what happens. So Peter begins by blessing and praising God. Blessed be God the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So you can be thankful because God has shown you mercy. Because of God's goodness and mercy, you have been given life and hope, and you have not even deserved it or earned it. God's mercy towards you is rooted in past events. He has caused past tense. The Father sent His only begotten Son to die for your sins, and then He raised Him from the dead. And that, dear friends, is why we praise God. On Easter morning, Jesus rose from the dead, and death itself is conquered. Christ's resurrection is why we sing praises. And not just because Jesus Christ our Lord lives, but because you too live through his resurrection. Through the resurrection of Christ, you have been given new life. You can praise God. Because you have been born again. Born again. What does that mean? To be born again is the miraculous change that God's grace works in you. What God did for Jesus on that first Easter morning, he's also begun doing for you through the water, joined with the word, by the Holy Spirit, you were born again in holy baptism. But how? 
how is your baptism that happened in your life connected to the historical event of Jesus' resurrection some 2,000 years ago? By giving new life, resurrected life to Jesus, God has also given new life to all those who are united to Jesus in holy baptism. When the Holy Spirit comes to us, he joins us, connects us to Jesus's death and resurrection, so that the death that Jesus experienced is your death. His life becomes your life. Through this union, your debt is paid. You no longer need fear God's judgment. His death counts for you, and his life is yours, because you're connected to him in holy baptism. And this isn't an external change, but a transformation that happens deep within you, at the very core of your being. You are given faith. And that's a gift that brings you out of spiritual death into spiritual life. And that new life that, was, that is in you is the beginning of the new creation applied here. God has already begun the new creation. And, and it starts with the resurrection of Jesus. We'll see the culmination and fulfillment of that on the last day with the resurrection of the dead. So, as a pledge of that, a promise of that, a guarantee of that, God has given you a down payment of his grace here and now. Down payment says that God is good for the rest of it. So you can praise God because in your own life, you have experienced God's mercy when you were born again in holy baptism. But Peter doesn't just leave the reasons why you can praise and thank God in the past. He also talks about the future. And blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? He has caused us to be born again to inheritance, an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you. Just like God gave Israel the promised land as their inheritance, you also have an inheritance. Inheritance implies the future. To be baptized is to have an inheritance secured for you. Your inheritance will be revealed on the last day when Jesus Christ returns, as Peter mentions. But God has already prepared it for you. It's finished. It's done and completed. So you can praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, even during the most challenging times in your life. Why? Because your inheritance is secure. It's being kept safe for you in heaven by God the Father himself. One day, the curtain will be drawn back and our earth will be transformed and be what God originally planned it to be. We are promised a new creation permeated with God's presence and love and mercy. That inheritance he's prepared for you is perfect, it's unchangeable, and it's kept safe 
by God himself. Now, some of you may worry about your earthly inheritance being eaten up by taxes when you give it to your heirs. But dear friends, that will not happen with your heavenly inheritance. No, our salvation won't rot and it won't decay. It will never become impure. It will never wither or age. Your inheritance will be there forever. You have treasures in heaven where nothing can destroy them, where no moths can eat them, no rust take them, no thieves break them or steal them. Your inheritance is tax exempt and it's free from any defect. There is nothing to jeopardize the greatness of your inheritance. The new creation that all of the baptized will inherit is permanent. Nothing can affect it. No catastrophes, no pandemics, no wars, not sin, nothing. Not even your death can take it away. So you can praise God because nothing will ever destroy your hope of salvation. It's safe and secure with the Father under lock and key in heaven. So Paul has given, or Peter has given us two reasons, one in the past, one in the future. You have experienced God's grace in your life when you were baptized, you were born again. You are also promised an inheritance in the future. But that inheritance is no good to the heir unless the heir lives to enjoy it. That inheritance is for you, you who are by God's power being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed at the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have to be grieved by various trials. Peter's saying, that if your salvation, if the new creation is being kept safe for us, that means that we are being kept safe for it. It's as if the Father has placed you under his protective custody until everything is completed. But what about the hard times? Sometimes it may look like God's not doing a very good job at keeping us safe. But rest assured, God is. Even in the hardest times, God is with you. And he's keeping you safe and protecting you. Trials and hardships should not surprise us or cause us to doubt God's faithfulness. As Christians, we experience hard times differently from the rest of the world. Why? Because we see that God has a purpose in it. And we trust him even through those painful times. Our trust in God will guard and keep us through the hard times. Like gold is smelted during a refining in a refining fire, our faith is being smelted and refined by the fires of various kinds of trials in life. Now, fire doesn't destroy, destroy gold, does it? No, it only removes 
the impurities. And so it is with your faith. God allows trials to befall us to strengthen our faith in him. You have faith. You trust his promises, but sometimes there are impurities. Sin gets sometimes in the way. Sometimes there's murmuring. Sometimes there is pessimism. Sometimes we trust money or position or power or the way we see things more than we do God. It's like dirt mixed in with the gold of faith. And so God allows us to go through trials and difficulties to refine our faith. His goal is to make faith purer, more genuine, completely dependent on him and not dependent on anything else. Now, faith is not about what we do, but what God does for us. Faith is trust in God, trust in his mercy, his protection. So even enduring hard times shows how much you appreciate God's past mercy in your life. It shows you how much you trust his promises for the future. The trials we experience, Peter says, it's just for a brief moment. And you are being guarded by tenaciously clinging to God and his promises come hell or high water. Our trials keep us trusting. It burns away our self-confidence and drives us to our Savior. So don't fear. You have God's promise that no trial will be more than you can bear. Because God, who works in us, also works for us. We are guarded through faith. That faith is given to you by God himself. He's given you a living hope through his own son's bloody death and glorious resurrection. And God uses trials and hardships to purify our trust in his promises and to keep us firmly connected to Jesus through whatever comes our way. So why do you have, what reasons do you have to praise God? We can praise God for what he's done for us in the past. Jesus died and rose again for you. And through holy baptism, the Father has given you new birth. And you experience here and now a taste of the resurrection life to come. But you can also praise God for what he will surely do in the future. Your inheritance is a new creation. And that can always be counted on. No matter what happens to you here on this earth, you will always have the confidence that there are brighter days ahead. And what about the present? Do not fear, for God places you under guard through your trust in him. No matter what or how much we suffer, we have good reasons to praise God for his immeasurable mercy towards us in Christ Jesus. So, lift up your voices. Sing praise to God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has done great things for you in the past. He will surely do great things for you in the future. 
and he is guarding you in the present through your trust in him. May that peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.